welcome to another, yes, another exciting, refreshing, amazing, hopefully, <laughs> I hope you guys think so, episode of Stuff You Never Thought About, a podcast that talks about stuff you wish you talked about at work. And I, of course, am once again, Dave White, and of course, joined here by my co-host, Andre, known as Andre the Giant, and my shortest friends. <laughs> They have to be really short because none of us are particularly tall. Um, but that's okay. We're on there. We're just doing our thing. We're out here. Hey, one-eyed man in the land of the blind, right? <laughs> exactly <laughs> like that, yes. So, uh, you know, um, it, it might not be a secret now, but um, we happen to be fans of uh, these things called superheroes. Though? No. Yeah, they're pretty cool. Like, you know, they're, they're, they're all right. We just talk about them ironically because we don't really like them. But no, um, definitely fans of the superhero genre. Um, and we, like, to, to preface this, uh, the idea came from, uh, uh, like, back in the 90s or so, there was uh, a comic crossover between DC and Marvel. Yep. Um, and Only 90s kids and, you know, select 2000s kids will remember this. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, like, you know, it's like the internet meme. Only 90s kids will get it. Um but it was literally like, you know, it was DC versus Marvel kind of comic. And they'd write in, and they'd battle each other, and they'd have a winner of like these one-on-one battles, et cetera, et cetera. And so they did all their battles. They had all their crossovers. And a lot of cool stuff happened. Um, like Wonder Woman was worthy of Mjolnir, for instance. That was really cool. That's anyway, it. random stuff. So after it was all done, after the conclusion had come through, uh, I forget who went overall. I think it was Marvel or something. Um, they decided, oh, we should keep going with this. And so they had this idea to take the various superheroes from Marvel and DC, uh, for instance, like Batman and Wolverine, and they made them, like, one character. And that character's name was Darkclaw. And they had, like, a limited run for some of these comics. Um, and you had, like, Superman and Captain America as Super Soldier. You had, like, Wonder Woman and Storm as Amazon, and things like that. It's really mm-hmm. some pretty cool stuff. Um, and you had, like, Doctor Strange Fate. It got a little weird, though. I think there was one that was, like, Robin and Jubilee. I don't know how that would work. Out. It's kinda... I mean, they were trying pretty much anything in the 90s. I mean, they were, I don't want to say out of ideas, but... Uh... Maybe, yeah. Out of ideas probably sounds right. So, uh, yeah, just visiting that idea again with these amalgam characters, which is, you know, literally what they are, the amalgam of stuff. Um, that would be a pretty fun idea to just uh, come up with a few more. It doesn't even necessarily be like uh, Marvel and DC. It could be like anything. If you can buy like... Spawn with Hellboy or something. Okay, I'm, da- I'm down for this. Yeah. Um, mine actually will be still Marvel and DC, because the, the ones I'm coming up with are kind of ridiculous. And, yeah. So. I'm going to try, but I'm going to tell you, like, in advance, I, I already failed. Like, I, I, I made it one half of the way through my two heroes, and uh, I was only <laughs> able to make one of them. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> That's quite all right. I do have two. Because one of them I've been thinking about for years, I think. Well, I mean, be... I got two. I'm just saying I only managed to make one of them fit the Marvel DC whole, you know, that whole thing. Oh, yeah. Like I said, it doesn't have to exactly. be. It could be like whatever. I tried. I tried. Like I said, I'm going to you know, I did my best. Like I said, the Spawn and Hellboy thing was off the top of my head. I my think best was really well. 50%, which is not a passing grade. Uh, it's, it's not, but it's like a, it's a coin flip. It could have yeah. been amazing. Yeah. But in either way, um, uh, I guess I'll start with one then. I know some guys who, you know, would rather their education just be a coin flip. You know, just flip it. Heads, you get a diploma. That would be amazing. Yeah. Like, and then, you know, if you got, like, the C area, maybe it's like a card. Yeah. You know, if you draw a couple cards, then, yeah. oh, you got yeah. 75. Yeah. Cool. You're yeah. good. <laughs> 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 aside, which we love to do, and I hope you're used to it. Um, 
so I came up with you know a couple a couple characters. I haven't named them because I don't. Um, no, well, I mean, we, we, we got to fix that. Well, I guess we got to yeah. fix that. So let, lay it on me. What you got? Okay, so the first character. This is the one I, like, I've just been thinking about for years as a character that would be like really, really ridiculous. Okay. Okay. So. You have the Incredible like, Hulk. We're right? talking by '90s standards, ridiculous. No, or? we're talking like right now, okay. ridiculous. Okay. okay. So you have the Incredible Hulk, of course. Okay. Yep. Uh, and the Incredible Hulk's power comes more as he gets more angry, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Okay. That's very important. Okay. His anger. All right. Because it's always been kind of vaguely defined, but if we're going for like we're talking actual, the more angry, the more powerful. Yes. Like, it's just it's just a, it's a linear, not theoretically even topping out. No, it's just <laughs> he's bad, he's strong. Yep. So, taking that right. Okay. Um, are you familiar mm-hmm. with the Green Lantern cores and the different uh, Green Lanterns, oh, yeah. like the different levels? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, are you familiar with the Red Lanterns? Yeah, I mean, I was as of the short-lived DC animated oh, series. Oh, I love that series. I'm so sad about that one in particular. But uh, their thing is, because, you know, you got, like, willpower for green. Exactly. You got, like, fear for yellow, et cetera, et cetera. Exactly. <laughs> and the exactly. Red Lantern core is... Angered, uh, fury, etc. So, no. So, so if you had this forever mad Hulk who okay. was already strong in the first place, but you give him the ridiculous powers that a lantern could have, so he'd have okay. the ring and he'd have the cool outfit too, which right. would be a bonus. Right. But he'd just be perpetually mad, and mm-hmm. he'd have his own Hulk physical strength, and then just forever mad like yep. lantern energy, and. Uh, and it'd be as infinite, essentially, because yep. he'd be feeding himself this power continuously, like a cycle. So he's right. like, "Oh, I'm mad. So oh, this, I'm this, mad." I say, "Okay, so this is where I betray my ignorance. Like, uh, like, is the Red Lanterns uh, at all based on imagination, like in the way the Green Lanterns? Because Green Lanterns is willpower is the pe- is is the source of the energy, mm-hmm. but they have to have you need the ima- you know the power of imagination to actually make any of these constructs that they do. Like, or would we be talking about a Hulk that can basically fly and do energy blasts?" Essentially, yeah, because like, they're still constructs and stuff, but they're mm-hmm. not as like you know whimsical and things mm-hmm. like that. Because they're just mad; they don't have time to come up with like a like a little fighter boxing glove or something. Grr, Hulk can imagine being in a traffic jam, so here's a bunch of cars. <laughs> and then now. Like, oh, like, they're like cars, like and just pretty much allow the Hulk essentially to be able to fly and breathe in space and shoot energy beams. All that nonsense. Hulk, Hulk Lantern make you spill your coffee on your shirt because I can imagine that making me real angry. <laughs> like, ah! And then the guy just, you know, it's like the energy, like a hand goes over and just flicks the guy's coffee <laughs> flicks over. Flicks the coffee over. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. It's like, dink. Ah! So, like I said, he just... He just like, why does this happen? It's like, it's, it's always because of the giant red screeching rage monster that's, you know, flying over the city <sighs> at the time. So, yeah. That, and then that'd be the one thing, though, is like, I don't know... Uh, if he had enough anger just to... Where would he put all that anger? Like, what would he do? Because uh, if you remember, like, the World War Hulk uh, mm, story, yeah. it'd be like that. But, yep. you know, he'd, and then no one would be able to stop him, really, except mm-hmm. for, like, really, really, really powerful beings. So yep. he'd just be flying around angry all the time with nowhere to, you know, release his rage. And that would kind of, I guess, it's kind of sad, you know? Guess what... 
guess what we do is you'd say the whenever the battery runs out, then it would be uh, he turns back into uh, Bruce Banner, and then Bruce Banner would be the one with the real imagination, so he could use a little bit of energy and slip yeah, over. Yeah, a little and he'd bit. Do, he'd always get a little bit to do something with, and he'd try to fix stuff. And it would never. If this was a TV show, it would always be like back to the back to the status quo. He'd yeah, always, he's like, he's always oh. come close to to getting this ring off of him or something like that. And, and he's uh, like, no, never, never quite. But yeah, it's like he always vows he's never going to use it again. But every episode, oh, so of course, he's every episode there's going to be something that makes him say the oath. And then turn into <laughs> like, oh, Hulk. <laughs> and then turn into the power of Red Hulk, which is already a thing. Red entirely, Hulk is a thing, yes. Red Hulk. <laughs> so it'd be Redder Hulk. Or they come on some kind of comic book, yeah. like Crimson Hulk or something, yeah. you know. And that, that, that's the first one. So I'm going to switch back over to you. I'm going to push the... You know, pass the ball essentially. Alrighty. Let's okay. So uh, let's see here. So I was trying to uh, try to figure out what, what I would want from the uh, absolute best of uh, DC and the absolute best of Marvel. Okay. okay. And so what I got was, uh, and uh, these are at, it's like I was trying to limit myself in this case to actual, you know, like uh, uh, like series or you know like franchise or like uh, you know like properties. That, well, right, that right, used right. By thing. Uh, recently, uh, and by recently I mean like five years ago or something like that. Uh, DC ran an imprint called Batman sixty six, which was a series yes. of comics about the Adam West Batman. Yes. And right, so. What I would do is a, a, a mixture of that, so that would be my DC side, would okay. be the Adam West Batman, okay. <laughs> mixed with, and this would be, we would go with the Japanese Spider-Man with the giant robot. Oh my god. Like Batman 66 meets uh, Supida-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man! And they had like the, oh my god. Yep. That? The, emiss- the emissary from hell, Supida-Man. Supida-Man! Yes. Sick. <laughs> That'd be the greatest thing ever. It would basically be Adam West with a robot. I mean, that's that's the giant robot. That would basically be it. Would just basically be Adam West fumbling his way through basically anime culture at this point. Oh and yes, let me see that. He'd probably have a name. I, I've tried to come up with a name, and I got stuck at just Robat. <laughs> I love it. That would probably be the name. It would just... And then, then it would be like Japanese, like Robat. <laughs> yeah. Because another thing DC did too, maybe like a year ago, yeah. is they, they make a lot of animated movies these days. Mm-hmm. And one of the ones they did was just like, mm-hmm. they took that classic Batman and made like an animated yeah. movie of it. I would love to see something like that with like, Japanese Spider-Man there too, and then it just be because I mean they've they've done Batman sixty six and they've done Japanese Batman. Well, mm-hmm. I mean they've done you know uh, Samurai Batman. Yeah, the, that uh, like Batman Ninja movie. But we've never seen full crit, you know, like full full on pedal to the metal, just like uh, you know like uh, Gundam Evangelion kind of you know, like just yeah. cut with Batman in it. Yeah, because they can put Batman in pretty much anything. We nope. got a little bit of that in Batman and Lego Batman. Yeah, so but actually Batman Max. Ninja there was like mechs yeah. and stuff actually. Okay. Yeah, but not, it wasn't like the focus, but exactly. they were in there. And I just thought that was funny. It's even the Two Face one looked all amazing. But, yeah. but yes, I would love to see that. One hundred percent. Like no question. That'd be amazing to me. Oh, so great. I'd watch that every week. Yeah. Roberto. <laughs> I can already already imagine the uh, tiny town miniatures getting stomped on by uh, underpaid Japanese actors and uh, the big rubber suits. Yep. Big rubber suits, uh, playing footage in reverse to you know show a guy jumping real high. You know, like, guy jumps off a guy jumps off a uh, off a wall backwards, and then you play it back, play it, play it in reverse. Guy jumps up. Yeah, like all that stuff was like pretty novel. Like yeah. when Power Rangers was a thing, I didn't know how they did any of yeah. that. I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. I didn't even know it was a Japanese thing until like yep. years later. They got me. Um. <laughs> <laughs> this is basically be it would be like you take Spider Man and like and do full Power Rangers and just like co- composite Batman into everything. That yeah, perfect. Been there. Because that's literally what Power Rangers was, essentially. Yeah. They're like, oh, no, 
Japanese stock footage, but we're here in America. Because let's be clear, Leopardon as a giant robot has very little to do with spiders. It has, like, essentially nothing. It's just the most Japanese thing you could do. So they did it. (laughs) You splice that with footage from the Adam West Batman series, and you basically have an entirely different show. Yeah, they did that several times in the 90s, too, for here in America. They took, like, three different shows and made it one. Yep. But, uh... Like, VR Troopers, I think, was, like, three different shows. It's crazy. Yep. But I would love to see that. And the raging nostalgia fanboy in me demands more 90s, uh, cheesily imported uh, Japanese shows. Yeah, damn more. Just butchered into... uh, And I think the great thing is they could literally do this. This is something they, like, you know, show creators could do. But they had the time. Just saying. Um, And then I I had one more. (laughs) And this is just, again, uh, well, I might be able to come up with a name, but... Uh, okay, these more a little bit more DC and Marvel okay. lore. Yep. Um, both companies have like creatures or beings that are just nonsensical and what they can do. Mm-hmm. Like I create universes or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's, that's pretty much what they do. Like they always have something like that. Um, characters that I love, like in the DC universe, are like characters like uh, Batmite mm-hmm. or Mister yep. Mixelplick. Ah. <laughs> yeah. So I'll just go with Batmite because I hate <laughs> saying that. Um, who are fourth dimensional imps, that's yep. what they call them. And they're just pretty much all powerful. They're pretty much the uh, fourth wall breaking yep. nonsensical, hey, yep. have you seen this comic of yourself? And they're yep. like, what? what comic? And then you have someone like in Marvel, like the Beyonder. Okay. Who they made is just some guy who's like, ah, oh, I know everything. I, I create stuff out of nowhere. Yep. Or even like Franklin Richards, um, mm-hmm. son of uh, <laughs> Mr. Fantastic and the Invisible Woman. And he's really broken. But characters like that, nonsensical. Don't really belong in the comic book because they're too powerful for it. Right. Um, so I take like one of those fourth dimensional limbs. And I take this some is basically, like you know, characters from making comic books about comic books at this point. Yeah, they're just like, oh, remember when you did this? And yep. they're like, no, I'm, I'm living my life here as a <laughs> character. And they're like, no, no, you're a comic book. I'm showing you right here. <laughs> so I, I just take a couple characters like that. So okay. nonsensically powerful characters and okay. just make them one. And they just create like maybe another comic book universe just because they mm-hmm. can. And they just like come up with like all these like crossover stuff just because they can mm-hmm. it, they're bored so they're just like um i can do whatever the hell i want so i'm gonna make <laughs> a malibu comics extended universe movie or something because yep. they can like no just not any reason for it mm-hmm. just i thought it'd be really funny yep. if you have these cosmically yeah. powerful beings just combine and they're like hey now there were these two omnipotent beings essentially would, what can we come up with? I would love to see a Batmite who is like you know mixed with like like a character like say Beyonder or something from Marvel. You know, so it's like you have this fanboy character who is internally conflicted over whether or not he's a DC or a Marvel fanboy. <laughs> like he can't awesome. figure it out. <laughs> he's, he's, he's messing with people for the sole purpose of figuring out whether or not he's a fan of them. Oh no. That's a see. That's a layer I didn't even think of. That's <laughs> even better. It's like this eternal crisis. Yeah. <laughs> It was like a serious story because at first I was like, oh, this would be fun. He was like, but wait, where do my alliances lie? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that'd be amazing. Just here's a guy who from one minute to the next cannot decide whether or not he prefers Man of Steel or the Avengers. <laughs> He's like, I just, I mean, when you think about the plot lines and uh, <laughs> they're just like pages of this eternal crisis. <laughs> People are like, oh my God, he's so conflicted. What will he do? Yep. <laughs> 
Obviously, like the first thing I think for a name would be just you take Mixelplex and you just make it even worse. But then you'd create a uh, you'd, you'd create a name for a series that wouldn't even be pronounced. Yeah, you can't even pronounce it. So exactly. you'd probably have to go something along like like Doctor Who or something. Like <laughs> that. You'd have to be like a like a, like the the, the the title is a question. Like, what are we even doing? At this and point? I was like, who is this guy? Mister Him? Yeah, Doctor <laughs> Boy? I don't know. <laughs> it actually randomly reminds me of like the Powerpuff Girls. Like, there's this. Character was pretty much the devil, and his name was him. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, and he had this crazy voice. But he <laughs> called him him because his actual name was, like, too devilish and stuff to say and yeah. not loud. It was hilarious. Anyway, just yes. That was an extra layer I wasn't planning on coming to, so I love it. And that would be the first comic ever of this guy who was like, but where do my lights light? Do I like DC or Marvel more? This is pretty good in DC. This and Marvel is great, too. And he has this internal conflict for the rest of eternity, yep. and then nothing happens in those series because he's the one controlling it all. Yep. And so people are waiting for, like, this... Like he's like setting up stuff for like Batman to solve, and then he's like, ah, oh, no, wait, no, that's that's stupid. No, it's like, there's no way. Oh. Uh, it's like it sounded cool in my head, but when I actually see it, you know, it's, I was like, oh, but maybe Tony Stark could figure it out. Yeah, oh, yeah no, no, let's get Iron Man. Let's get Iron Man in here and have what? him fight the Joker, and then uh, I, don't, oh, I don't know, maybe maybe the Green Lantern would be better fit for this. I don't know. <laughs> yes, Mister Him. Mister Him. Yes, <laughs> Mister Him is canon now. If you hear it anywhere else, you got it from here. Mr. Him was the most powerful being in all of comic books. Just no problem. Yeah, right. Okay, and I guess that brings a, I guess I guess I got a couple with one of these guys now, huh? Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's okay. keep it rolling. Okay. Ah, jeez. Okay, uh, let's see here. Okay, so I guess we go with uh, the, uh, I guess I guess this basically comes out as two Marvel characters, but okay, well, we fine. go with uh, Howard the Duck okay. and Howard Stark. And it would just be Howard Stark, but he's a duck. That's <laughs> all <laughs> but. He's a duck. And so mostly he'd still be just a brilliant scientist and everything but and all that, but he's also super snarky and just kind of hard to get along with, and he's a duck. And, and literally, like, he's Howard yeah. the Duck. And so just, uh, you know, uh, the, the entire Iron Man series now is about the, uh, you know, annoyed teenager Tony Stark who's just constantly trying to get away from his dad <laughs> who he just can't stand being a duck. He's like, let me do my, live my life, Dad. Yeah. But it, yeah, Tony Stark would be unimportant in this landmark series. I mean, he, he, I mean, he he would build an Iron Man suit as a way of like having a play, like having some wheels to get away from his uh, you know family <laughs> life. That he just he just he can't stand being the one family that's different because his dad is uh, you know uh, an incredibly brilliant super scientist duck. Yeah, it would be, it'd be fine if he was yeah. just you know incredibly brilliant scientist. Yeah. Man, but, a duck, that's too but he's a duck. Yeah, Howard. Like one or the other, <laughs> one or the other. It's still Howard Stark. Yeah. But he's also a duck. Probably there's a lot of people who think Howard is a weird name in his universe. You know, I would expect. You're like H Howard. I mean, we're leaning into this. It's like, it's like there's there's no way the series doesn't just keep making it, like having people do a joke where they're like, ah, how the fact that your name Howard is the weird part. And I was like, where did you come up with Howard in particular? Yeah. Where where where'd that come from? Yep. You'd always be trying to solve mysteries and, like, I don't know, smoke a bunch of cigars or something like that. And, like, <laughs> I, I know Tony Stark wouldn't like the fact that his, his uh, single dad is, like, a, quite a womanizer. Also, yeah, cause... and he always, figure, like, he always solves the case. There's, like, no yep. mystery for him. It's, like, easy for him. And then, say, like, Tony actually does make some kind of Iron Man yeah. or something, yeah. he makes one better. I mean, like, That's they only duck shaped. Like, they only solve the case when they learn to learn a valuable lesson about the importance of family every episode. But... Every episode. <laughs> if there's no lesson to be learned, you don't air that episode. Yep. You cancel it outright. 
<laughs> I'm completely undecided as to whether or not Howard ha- Howard the Duck Stark is Tony Stark's actual uh, dad or not. I think it, I think there's more interesting if he is. See, but... this this is more of a question that Mr. Han would have to yeah. like figure out. Yeah. It's like, are they related? You yeah. Know? I just... There'd be a bunch of fan theories, like maybe uh, Howard the Duck Stark switched with Howard Stark, and then, you know, Tony Duck switched with, uh, you know, Tony Stark. Tony Duck! <laughs> yes! Yeah, they're like in different worlds somehow, and then part of the, like, the, the everybody's, ex- everybody's expecting that crossover episode to happen where we get to see the other alternate universe where there's a duck son and a human father exactly. that have been doing this whole thing. Yes. And, like, it would either be extremely satisfying to these fans or extremely annoying if that was just never addressed. <laughs> like, like, the, like, hint at it, like, <laughs> this might be a thing. How will you know? <laughs> but, of course, it is. Yep. Tony the Duck is amazing. Yep. All right, everybody, look out for the next series. Tony the Duck coming this September. Oh, (laughs) that means we're up. Well, that's it. Oh, couldn't have asked for anything better. (laughs) 100%. Yeah, right, guys, and you know what that means? It's time for Andre's Word of the Week. It is indeed. So, what kind of word are we looking at here? All righty. This week's word is optimism. And optimist. I'm feeling pretty optimistic these days. So yeah, I'm, I'm feeling optimistic about this one. Yeah, too, so. break, break it down for me. Okay, so at? optimist. Uh, right, basically, that's optimism plus ist. So, what's an optimism? What's optimism? Optimism uh, is from, I guess, French optimisme. You know, I'm butchering that. Uh, like, oh, I don't, yeah. feel like it, I don't know. Feel like that? that. Yeah. I just got over a cold, and I do not feel like uh, trying to not pronounce French syllables right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even try. So. Point is, this is coming from uh, like a period of. Uh, we want to say like uh, like philosophy, like Voltaire and that sort of thing. So it's very similar to at the same time utilitarianism. You know, it was, it was optimism comes from the Latin, op, you know, optimum, you know, like Optimus Prime, that kind of thing, well, just of optimal solution, that sort of thing. So originally we're going with a thing about finding the best possible case, you know, scenario for the best number of people. Right. You know? So it's very uti- about like utilitarianism and stuff like that. Now it was satire of these philosophers that came up with these kind of like hopeful figures. You know, it's like this idea of these, you know, overly hopeful guys and stuff like that. And then it kind of just blended into a guy that expects things to turn out optimally. Wow. Yeah. So, so like, literally was like, okay, we kind of, we got to poke fun at this. Yeah. And then it became like, actually, it's kind of something we should do. I mean, like, thus, you know, beginning the entire, you know, like, lifelong debate of optimism versus pessimism versus who's the realist. Wow. That's actually real cool. Yeah. Love it. Optimal, I guess, coming from the Proto-Indo-European op, meaning like in abundance or like to gather and stuff, like kind of a harvest kind of thing. And then uh, Tumos, meaning kind of like 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 their version, like like mega or or super or you know something like that. So Optumos, you know, being <laughs> so like, you have a lot of stuff. They gather like a lot of it. Give me even more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yes. So out of that, you just say you know be even more optimistic than you already are. You could say, I like it. Like, I got this cornucopia, I got, like, a cornucopia of cornucopias. <laughs> it's like, it's cornucopia inside a cornucopia, cornucopia exception. We got more of those. Join us next week when I potentially talk about cornucopias for no other reason than it has the word corn in it. Cornucopia is a really crazy word. And they always look, like, delicious. Like, you know, got the, the orange, usually. You know, so, <laughs> with that out the way what a wonderful episode this has been but you have been listening to stuff you never thought about now you have something to think about as always this episode has been brought to you by T.O. White um, and thank you very much for joining us and we will catch you next time later see ya